You know what today is, guys? August 10th? What? Do you know what it is? No, what is it? It's Peter Parker's birthday. No way. Yeah, it's Peter Parker's is birthday. Is it actually? It actually is Peter Parker's birthday. Just like Jesus' birthday is on December 25th. And Santa Claus, I don't think he has a birthday, but uh, it, we're celebrating <laughs> Peter Parker's birthday. They're having they're having a sell, uh, at least Voodoo's having a sell in all Spider-Man movies. So if you haven't watched any of the Spider-Man movies, now's the time to go and buy Spider-Man movies. Voodoo, they have them on iTunes, uh, they have them on Amazon Prime, but Voodoo has a sell right now. So that, that that's pretty convenient for you guys. Uh, wait, I'm just going to be buying it on your account anyways. Well, I know, but I'm just saying for everyone else, uh, whoever wants to watch the movies, they, they have the chance to watch the movies. How long is the sale going on? Like, if they listen to this on Wednesday, will they be able to buy stuff? Uh, maybe I'll release it tomorrow. I don't know. But uh, I oh. think it's going on for maybe a week. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's going on for a week. So hopefully... hopefully... <laughs> maybe they'll release it tomorrow. We, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll put it on Facebook. I just decided to share this information and not, not have the full details. Oh, this is the perfect time to have, like, a Twitter or a Facebook post. Like, buy Spider-Man movies now. Spider-Man's birthday. <laughs> Peter Parker's birthday. Uh, so you guys, uh, we're reviewing the Amazing Spider-Man two today. The Invisible Man, the files became invisible, so uh, we. Albert got scared. <laughs> I, <deleted it. laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to, to make an excuse, you guys. All right. <laughs> I deleted the files. I could, I could deal with it. He put on the invisible suit and uh, yep, snuck into the <laughs> legendary SIP office. I've seen a scarier movie than The Invisible Man. I've seen Event Horizon this past uh, week. Oh, no thanks. And, oh man, did I... I didn't have nightmares, but someone recommended it to me and said they had nightmares for several days. Oh, boy. All right. Anyways, The Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2, a movie that's not going to scare you unless you're afraid of blue, shiny man and... Bad movies and bad movies, <laughs> <laughs> scary makeup and scary makeup. The Amazing Spider-Man Two, directed by Mark Webb. It has three taglines: "No more secrets." His greatest battle begins. That could be referring to the Rhino's greatest battle, the Green Goblin's Life. greatest battle. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, there's a lot of villains in this movie. Too many villains. <laughs> uh, another tagline is "Rise of Electro." It is also an alternate title for the movie, internationally released. It is called The Amazing Spider-Man 2 Rise of Electro, which huh. I think is a stupid title. But anyways, is he, is he dead? <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, ambiguous ending. Is he going to be back? I'm pretty sure he's, it felt like he was dead. So, uh, well, well I mean, it doesn't matter. He's dead regardless. <laughs> the movie sucks. <laughs> we'll get into that later on, where, whether he's dead, whether he's not dead. Budget of $200 million. Release date was May 2nd, 2014. Has a runtime of 2 hours, 22 minutes. Rated PG-13 for really bad goblin gingivitis. Box office. <laughs> Box office. <laughs> Box office of seven hundred and eight million. This is the worldwide box office. All right, you guys, it's time to sell that sip. It's a six-word summary of the movie. Let's start off with Albert. Okay, I thought that 
I, for me, I like this movie more than the first one. I, like, I'm not sure. No, no, you, I think I do. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> you sound confused, but what? So, I, okay. yeah, my silly sip is almost too much responsibility for Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or I could call it Andrew Garfield. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought this was a, a pretty good take. More, It was more comic book feely feeling compared to the first one yes i like this one more instead of too much too much banter in the first one i like this one more for the action yes you want to go last john you want to go now i I can go now mine is amazingly bad spider-man story part two (laughs) 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 i I peaked my mic on that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I I don't know. It's like instead of making Peter Parker a creepy emo kid, they made a creepy emo uh, kid. Um, they made um uh a, a stalker emo kid. Harry Osborn, a creepy emo kid. Oh yeah, and then they did make uh they did make Peter Parker a stalker too. So that was great. <laughs> it's all for love, stalking for love. No, don't do that, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to, sh- you know. It's it's a shout out to a YouTube channel, but you know, I was watching Watch Mojo today, and they were comparing the three Spider Mans. Yeah, and they were trying to say like this was a more like upbeat and good oh. good times type of no. Spider Man. What? And I d- I did not feel that at all. Like this Spider Man series is so like teen romance depressing. Yeah, the- the third Spider, the third Spider-Man series was a much more happy-go-lucky. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Most definitely. I don't, I don't know. Was that a new Watch Mojo video? Yeah, I think it was either today or yesterday. I think huh. it's today. Celebrating Peter Parker's birthday, probably. But probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have to watch it. Haven't watched it yet. So, so mm. you don't. So, it was comparing the three Spider-Man movie series. And this, it said this one's the most go lucky, warm hearted, whatever movie. They said that he, it was trying to be a more upbeat tone. I I don't see that, but neither do I. Interesting, but it's Watch Mojo, so <laughs> completely inaccurate. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew Garfield's character was pretty sad most of the time. Yeah. Oh, she broke up with me. Oh, Uncle Ben bro- died. I broke up with her. <laughs> oh, my dad wanted to steal money. What? Well, I have. <laughs> I still have weird. Money. I still have weird visions about my girlfriend's dead father. Oh, my Pretty girlfriend's depressing. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really happy to me. <laughs> I I always have to be controversial, you know. Pacific Rim being better than King Kong Squad Island, <laughs> you know. I I always got to do that. So. Yeah. I, Why does it always come to this? <laughs> I don't know. Because coming into this movie, I, I remember it being worse than The Amazing Spider-Man 1. And I watch it again, and I'm having a good time with with Spider-Man. I enjoyed the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. You're having fun oh. with Rhino. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, had, I had fun with the we can't be in love. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I love you. That's why I have to do this. Bye. Yeah. Great, great chemistry. Oh, 
I, I just I liked it. I, I really did. So this is my sellout sip. Spider-Man Deserted Island Stranded Movie Choice. So if I had one Spider-Man movie to, to watch oh. for the rest of my life, it would be this one. And it, it's, not, it's not the best one. It's not the best Spider-Man movie because Spider-Man 2 is better. Uh, I enjoy Far From Home a, a lot. I enjoy Into the Spider-Verse, but for some reason... I enjoy this one the most. I have the most fun in this one. And when <laughs> I when I think of Spider-Man, I think of the cartoon and, and how much fun when I had when I was a kid. And to me, this is the closest it has come to the Spider-Man cartoon. You have a bunch of villains like a Spider-Man cartoon, and uh-huh. they're just having fun. It's, and it, it doesn't have to make sense, it, but I it have is, fun I enjoyed at all. it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... I had... I had to turn every time. I I watched this, uh, so I, I was uh, this weekend. I went to California. I watched it on the way to California. I watched it in the hotel, and I came home and I watched it in my VR in 3D because I have oh this movie God. on 3D, and I enjoyed it all three times. What What would you pick, John, out of all of the Spider Men movies? Your stranded well, stranded desert island movie. Pick one. All right, I I just if it's going to be a live action one, it's probably going to be Far From Home. No, you can pick animated. You can pick the Spider-Verse. I'd still probably pick Far From Home. If I had if I was choosing like my best Spider-Man movie, it would be uh, Spider-Verse. I enjoy Spider-Verse a lot. That's my pick, too. Yeah. Far From Home has the best villain sequence with Mysterio, hands down. But uh, I think Spider-Verse just overall has just a very unique story that you can't do in other Spider-Man films. Yeah, especially live action or it'd be very hard. Yeah. And there's only one Spider-Man I think I enjoy more than Andrew Garfield. And that is the Peter Parker at the beginning of Spider-Verse. He's just... Oh, okay. Like, he, he's just having... Like, he, he has it down... The way he talks to Miles Morales, like, yeah. I, I'm going to help you through this. Like, ah, just a great Spider-Man. Like a mature. <laughs> like a ma- Yeah, a mature Spider-Man. Even yeah. though he's he has blonde hair, he's not the Peter Parker we know. He's, he's definitely a, a great Peter Parker. Uh-huh. I got something I got to do. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. It's time to rate this sip. Is it tasty or is it gross? Out of ten, emo Spider-Mans. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, yep. How many? T- uh, how many emo Spider-Man? Would you give the Amazing Spider-Man two, Rise of Electro, Electric Boogaloo, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic and Knuckles? <laughs> uh, I give it a. I'm gonna give it a s- six. I'm gonna give it a six. You gave it the last one five, right? So yeah. it went five to six. So okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. What did I give the last one? Do you remember? Three. I a thought two or three. Okay. I thought it was pretty bad. Better. So it's Ooh. a little. It's a little bit better than, than <laughs> the little... third. Just just tiny. All right. So we got a six for Albert. Six. Four for John. And I'm just gonna. I'm gonna keep going with the even numbers. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight, even though like it. So movie wise, quality wise, there's a lot going on. Uh huh. But enjoyment wise, I'm gonna give it an eight. Is it 
a perfect Spider-Man movie? No, but it hits a lot of the marks that I, I like in a Spider-Man movie. Gotcha. 8 out of 10 emo Peter Parkers. <laughs> yeah. You must have some pretty low standards. Well, well, it just depends. It depends <laughs> on your your style of, of movie, which actor you like. Like I said, if we we keep going on with this gross like series of, of reviews, I got a bunch of gross movies we can watch, all right? I got you covered, you guys. All right. You're not lying. That's for sure. Characters. Uh, Andrew Garfield hey. reprises his role as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Emma Stone For now. As Gwen Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jamie Foxx as Electro. Uh, we have Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin and Harry Osborn. His long-lost friend that finally comes back to him. We have Apparently his best friend. His, his best friend he hasn't He's seen. He's my best in- pal. <laughs> Even I don't, I don't know how that works, but he came back. Felicity Jones as Felicia, or a.k.a. <laughs> the Black Cat. Uh, we have Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. We have Sally Field as Aunt May. And then Campbell Scott as Richard Parker. And I think I'm missing a person. Yeah, you're probably missing a lot of people, but I don't think we need to go that far. <laughs> All right. We're done with the characters. You don't really like the romance between Andrew Garfield and Gwen Stacy. Is it as bad as the last one, John? Or is it? Yes. Okay. Okay. It might. It might might be be worse worse for me. Okay. All right. All right. Is it too emotional and roller coaster to trying to like pull tears from you too hard? Is it just cringy? What's going on with this performance? For me, before John answers that. Okay. There for me, there's nothing. There's no interactions between them to support that they got things in common, that they'd be compatible people. Other than they're smart and they like science. I mean, they started the movie breaking up, and then they didn't really talk to each other much after that, except for the one conversation that got ruined by Electro. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving to. To England. I'm going across the pond. I'm going to Oxford. <laughs> and then there's like a sh- little short conversation between them again. And they're like back to being pals. And then... Let's save the city together. Yeah, and then dead. <laughs> spoiler alert. I think I said a spoiler alert earlier. No, I can't I, remember. I, All right. <laughs> I, I just... Yeah, I don't know. It's like it just doesn't really establish any bond between them. They have good chemistry together when they actually are together. Yeah, but it's just like there's hardly any interaction between the two, Uh and then it's just not enough to really make me believe that they're in a relationship. Yeah, or have any feelings towards each other. And a lot of that just it, it carries over from the first movie because the first movie they just pretty much told you, "Hey, we're in a relationship, and you, you're gonna accept it." Yeah, I was about to say that if they had established more scenes in the first movie that displayed this chemistry, you could really believe uh, the breakup and the attachment and the feelings that they have for each other in this movie. But the first movie didn't do such a good job doing that, so we're assuming that somewhere between. The end of the first movie in this movie that there has been 
some interaction, some chemistry, but it's been an off and on type of relationship based on Gwen's statements. But we can only speculate. We can't. We don't have a movie in between to, to show us that. I yeah. think the problem with these movies, both of them, even though they're like directed by the same person and or different people, sorry, excuse me, uh, is that it just jumps around too much. And it doesn't focus on one thing. Like this movie, we're focusing on, we start the movie off with the Peter's parents and then the relationship stuff. And then Harry comes back and then yeah. we deal with Harry stuff. And then we go back over here to Peter's dad stuff again. And it's, then, oh, oh, oh yeah, back to ro- romance stuff. It's just like, it's too everywhere. Much, too much going on. Too much. Yeah, I think too, there's too many subplots trying to be solved or taking your attention at the same time. Yes, yes. Yeah. And there was supposed to be more with, uh, you got Mary Jane that was supposed to be in here. And that would really? have just completely destroyed whatever cohesiveness we barely have here. Um, Wait, so they're trying to make like some kind of love triangle? Love triangle. and then you have harry introduced in this there's a lot of things that happen that i would have preferred them not to do like the parent stuff throughout this movie it's an interesting story but there's really nothing that it doesn't really affect peter in in any way shape or form during both movies Uh, at least the flashbacks don't yeah And, and if they got rid of that and they focused on the relationship between gwen peter in the first one and the lizard don't worry about the father stuff. Uh, the lizard's still alive, so he could come back as a friend, as a foe in the second movie. Uh, don't introduce Harry Osborn, or maybe introduce him. Don't make him the goblin in this movie. I think just like Two-Face in this, like they, they could have saved him for a, a later movie. There's too much going on between Electro and the Rhino and everything. And the only... I, I enjoyed everything for the most part except for shoehorning in... Uh, the goblin and Gwen's death, which I didn't like that either. The the director, this is what he said based on I think audio commentary or stuff I read on online. He started off knowing that he wanted to kill Gwen in this movie, so he started off with the end scene and he built a movie based on that, and that's not a good way to build a movie. If I wanted to say, all right. I want Godzilla to evolve into uh, a bigger creature, and then I just like base the movie based off like that. That's stupid. Like you got to build a yeah. good movie and then I... have it sequentially build up to that. Yeah. Since we're still talking about, I don't know if we want to talk about the gross. Are we talking about the gross first? I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. the gross first. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, as soon as she started making that speech at the graduation ceremony, he's like, "Red flag, someone's dying." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen his movies like. Oh, she I, either she's gonna die or someone important to Peter Parker is gonna die. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that immediately. It's super. It's it, there's a theme throughout this movie that makes it really easy to read. At the beginning, you have it's the inner workings of a clock, and it zooms out, and it's uh, Peter Richard Parker's uh, uh, watch. So there's a time theme running throughout this movie. Uh, Gwen's speech is about time. Yeah. Uh, you have Harry, who's always talking about he doesn't have enough time. Uh, he he's dying. He he is very short time of for living. Uh, the clock tower scene 
which has a couple Easter eggs based on the time that it lands on when it stops. The, I forgot which exact comic it is, but uh, there's a number of the comic that Gwen dies and it stops. When it breaks, it stops on that, that time, that number. So it's huh. telling you that Gwen's going to die if you guys know the comic book number. So of a bunch of I Easter do. eggs. <laughs> I don't even know the number, but there's a lot of things going on and it's very easy to predict some of these plots that are being spun. No pun intended. Yeah. But no pun intended. Um, but yeah, uh, easily predictable. Way too much crap going on. I enjoy probably 80% of it. But if they did the Amazing Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2 with Electro, you get the Green Goblin and Spider-Man 3, Kill Gwen and Spider-Man 3, it would have been easier and better paced, not just all over the place. But you know what they're doing with this movie, right? They're setting no. up the Sinister Six. You got oh. you got the Lizard already. You have, but Lizard might be a good guy. You got the Goblin. You got the Rhino. You got uh, Electro. Did I say that one already? Uh, you got Dr. Octopus. You've seen Dr. Octopus tentacles. You've seen yeah. the Vulture stuff. So they were trying to set up the Sinister Six. They're trying to kill off Gwen. They're trying to introduce Harry Osborn. They were going to introduce Mary Jane. There's too many hands in the pots in in this movie. Too many things trying to go in. in too much going on, like Spider-Man yeah. 3. They got to make some slower-paced reveals of all these villains. Yeah. Like the Rhino I enjoyed, he, he's at the beginning. He's at the end. He's just a really goofy character. That's all the Rhino is. I don't like is. his design, though. <laughs> Would you have preferred a uh, animal-human hybrid like the lizard? Electro gets bit by eels, so you want him to be infused with rhino by DNA? Rhino. <laughs> bit by a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think the whole, like, robot thing was cool. It's just I didn't like how it looked. It looked really goofy. It did. Yeah. It has, like, a really big horn and, like, <laughs> upper body and then like really small legs that he walks on and it like transforms into uh, uh, uh what's it called actual quadruped? rhino quadruped yeah, yeah. it's I, I don't know it's, it looks really goofy and just out of place just just give me a, a like human... most of the cgi in this these two movies <laughs> you, you didn't like some of the cgi in here the rhino's suit has that weird effect where he's not in the suit he's just standing on something and it looks kind of goofy, but for the most part, I think the CGI in this movie was decent to good. I'm leaning on just decent. Just decent? Okay. Yeah. Not terrible. Yeah. Not great. Better so, than the last one. Yeah. I mean, like I, I liked it because, yeah, Electro reminded me of uh, Dr. Manhattan from... Watchmen. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked. I liked how he phased in and in and out of like some kind of physical form, pretty much every single time he did it. So yeah. Pretty cool. Didn't know eels could do that though. Oh no! They're the spiders, or yeah. <laughs> well, the spiders. They had the excuse of his father's DNA was so it can only affect Peter. But the the funny thing is, not only can which was eels... stupid, by the way. <laughs> Yep. That was so stupid. Like, little does 
Little does he know, I put my DNA in the spiders. <laughs> like, are you not, like, you, you've got a whole science division of literally about DNA. You won't notice human DNA in there. <laughs> well, it, it, they mention it's a human hybrid spider, so they know it's it's been it's been fused with human DNA. But I don't, I don't know why they can't figure out whose DNA it is. <laughs> But if they don't have his DNA, then I mean, they can't replicate it. But they got Peter, you know, walking in Oscorp every day, seeing yeah. Gwen. So, like, they have they have what they need. Like, yeah. Go ahead, like, go they've ahead. got the tech to follow Harry around, to spy on him, to catch him doing something wrong. Did they not notice that Spider-Man uses Oscorp webbing or something? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, the, or the police doesn't recognize that there's human hybrids coming from Oscorp every single time. It's like, uh, maybe we should shut Oscorp down or something. I didn't like Harry Osborn at all. No? What exactly? Nah. Like, he was... His mental, like, age seemed way younger than Peter's in this movie. Like, he yeah. seemed very childish, like your typical child getting put in a position of power rather yeah. than... He should be more right. It, it it would seem like he would be more mature because he went to these boarding schools, went to like basically being groomed to be. He's a Chad, in a bad way, not in a good way. <laughs> My dad owns this place. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, I got the money. <laughs> Call me. And mis- even ha- I'm not your friend. Call me Mister Osborne. <laughs> He even has the hairstyle where he can just like <laughs> flip it up, up and over, like Ebo Spider Man, Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harry Osborn, I think, it was just not a good time to introduce Harry, or at least mm-hmm. not in the way they did. Don't give him the Goblin serum right now. Just worry the spider about spider serum. Your, yeah. Well, <laughs> The spider serum turned into the goblin, which, you know, makes zero sense. Um, but the exoskeleton suit, <laughs> I, I, there's so much going I'm on. i you just didn't get bit it, by a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> his dad bit him. <laughs> his, his dad looks like the green goblin and he has like a made up disease. Claws. And he sounds, he sounds like, like Yoda when he talks. <laughs> Like like he should have started hissing or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember that gross part. But anyways, the is there any other gross things that you feel the need to bring up? Hmm. Uh, I felt like maybe I didn't notice it as much in this movie or in the last movie. Okay. But it doesn't seem like Andrew Garfield fits in his suit that well. You mean like he's not muscular or the suit's built for someone else? Both. So, like, go, go ahead, continue. In the scene where he's like, where when they first introduced the rhino, like, before he's actually the rhino, and he's like, hi, I'm Spider-Man, and, like, the suit looks like it's all loose right around his, like, his his cowl, so, his his shoulder areas. So, the thing is about that scene, it's not one Spider Man. There's three Spider Man suits and three actors, three stuntmen on that device. 
So it's not Andrew Garfield, I believe, in that scene. But you know where he he maybe where he knocks on the door. Okay, <laughs> that, that sounds even worse. So when he knocks on the window, I it might be Andrew Garfield. But when he hops on there and you see his legs and his head, there's actually two actors being <laughs> Spider-Man right there. Just the way like he's folded over. I can't remember how they did it, but I believe there's like three Spider-Man suits involved in that one scene. So there's that a lot going horrible. on. There's a lot going on to portray so Spider-Man. So the news is right. There's more than one Spider-Man. <laughs> or or woman. Uh, who knows? Or woman. <laughs> yeah. So there's a... I, I don't know. There's a lot going on. It could be his stunt person who doesn't fit in his Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's suit. But he's not muscular like Tobey Maguire was in the Sam Raimi trilogy because... Have you guys worn a spandex suit before? No? No. So it flattens out all your muscles. And so what you need to do to get a muscular physique is either be really huge like Arnold in the suit or you have to have a muscle suit like they did for uh, the Sam Raimi trilogy. So Andrew Garfield did not wear a muscle suit under his Spider-Man costume. It was just Mm -hmm. basically the suit and and then his body versus the suit – and then a muscle suit over your body. So uh-huh. you emphasize the muscles that need to be portrayed. Whereas this one, they were trying to keep it like, oh, Spider-Man's slimmer, like in the comics. So they wanted to make him more agile or skinnier or whatever they wanted to portray, they, they did it for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just makes it look like it's Spider-Man's a, so, a well, stick I mean, figure. It was just, yeah, it was just looking like an ill-fitting suit. So Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh-huh. And they designed it to be less tight like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, which it sounds like people didn't enjoy. It, it, there's there's something about a, a built Spider-Man that you you believe he can lift a car or stop a train or something like that. Right. And or so stop you, a boat from splitting apart or something. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's a lot going on that uh, they did for a purpose and... I don't even know all the answers, but I know some of the answers. I, need I don't those think answers. they know all the answers. <laughs> I need photos of Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Spider-Man. J.K. Albert Simmons. <laughs> Anything else, John? Suit doesn't fit. Hate- Get a muscular Spider-Man. Got it. I hate how Harry Osborn figures out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Like, just... It all started with the, like, oh, you take a photo of Spider-Man. You must know him. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, It's a little assumptive. I've watched, I've watched this movie so many times, and I, it's every time I watch it, I can't tell if he knows he's Spider-Man within these scenes or if he does not. The way he phrases things almost sounds like at, at one point in the script he knew he was Spider-Man, and then they changed it until later on he finds out when he sees Gwen. That's so really hard to figure out does he know he's spider-man or does he not but to my knowledge i don't think he does but it's yeah. weirdly worded his conversations with peter yeah i but i would imagine that harry is decently smart enough to catch on that spider-man is that is the exact same height and build as his friend and has the same exact voice like what <laughs> yeah. the heck are you are you deaf <laughs> there's no voice modulator like the dark knight uh right and then it's not like Harry's so drunk that he can't hear him that he won't understand him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
voice modulator like the Dark Knight. <laughs> no, I meant like just, uh, like just uh, talking, just talking not, in a deeper voice. <laughs> no, I'm talking about uh, Ben Affleck's uh, Batman, not not yeah. Christian Bale's Batman. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's how does Mary Jane not know Tobey Maguire's Spider Man? Like that's how it is with all the Spider Mans. Like yeah, y- if you're not doing a weird voice or a different voice, then yeah, they're gonna know you're Spider Man if you're your they've been your best friend for years or your girlfriend for years. Like they're gonna know it. I yeah. also hate how they use May again in this movie. Like they try to use her to add like emotional like feelings in this and scenes with Peter, but it's just like you don't establish this stuff like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Wait, you who? give us Aunt May. Oh, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt May. May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, she's working another job, and you're just telling us this stuff, and it's just like, that's cool, I guess. Like, good, good for her. She's right. a nurse. It's, yeah, like like any other bad aspect of movies that they're telling us how to feel instead of showing us. Yeah. It's just like, if you're going to include her, include her. But if you're just going to try to make us feel uh, a certain type of way... Then yeah, like, establish it first, right? Yeah, like showing her working a night shift in a or going to school for nursing that would be different than having her on the phone literally telling us what she's doing. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so much going on that either you gotta, you got to make the movie longer yeah. to separate everything, or you, or you got to split the movie into separate parts, like one for these villains and Aunt May and then one for this one and, and Gwen Stacy. They're, the underlying problem, I believe, just too much going on. You can't squeeze everything in. Would I watch a four-hour and eight-minute cut of this movie? I would, what? but I I would. And I, I, I can't remember what the duration was for the original cut, but I, I would watch that cut. Wait, do they have a four-hour cut? There, it doesn't exist publicly, but I, I've heard that Mark uh, Webb has a longer... Like every director, yeah. you have a four-hour cut of... What was the movie recently that had like a... Uh, anyways, I don't know. There's, there's, Justice League? Uh, Justice League or any of that. Like, I, I am the person that likes to see demos of songs, that likes to see alternate cuts of movies. I, I like to see the progression mm-hmm. of a movie or of the alternate take of someone's movie. Like Justice League... Did I like the original Josh Whedon, Zack Snyder collaboration? Not so much, but Zack Snyder's coming back with this Z- Snyder cut, so maybe it's better. I can't wait to see it. Going back to Spider-Man. <laughs> Let's move on. I, I got go ahead, one go more gross thing to say, and it has nothing to do with this movie, but I was just like looking at Mark Webb's stuff yeah, yeah. on IMBD, okay. and he's directing a live-action take on your name and i'm disgusted. i saw that i saw that coming i don't know how to feel about it i i can't say i'm disappointed at all because i haven't seen 500 days of summer and it's supposed to be a really good romantic comedy movie yeah, yeah I've read so that until too. i see that i i can't say that i'm disappointed or i'm, I'm shocked because I enjoy the romantic stuff that he's given me 
for the most part. So if you don't like the romantic stuff in those movies, you're you, not excited. You for like it. to be told about romance. You don't <laughs> like to feel it. I like I like what I what I see. It's I like okay. to see it. Hey, so sometimes you got guilty pleasures, John. Come on, don't. Just th- these are my guilty pleasures. That's what we were talking about the guilty pleasures that we we enjoy that most people don't like. And I'm, yeah. I'm not afraid to to like these movies. I got three Spider-Man costumes because of these movies. And uh, that was starting off with Sam Raimi's trilogy, which uh, I'm not the fondest of now, but I still have my enjoyment with those movies as well. Me too. Go ahead, Albert. You got one more oh, thing? Yeah. I was going to comment on Sam, uh, bleh, Mark Webb directing uh, Your Name. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just worried how they're going to adapt a lot of stuff. So yeah. it'll be interesting. They, I hope they don't do the characters as white actors I, and whitewash. I'm, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess they're going to whitewash it. So. I, I hope not. Like, I mean, I'll, you gotta like, keep at a... this point. You've got actually. Uh, if the picture, well, I mean, if you want to consider it whitewashing, the picture of it had to, um. Oh, where'd it go? It's gone. Are the leads the, Asian or are they the white? The Invisible Man took it. Maybe that was just a concept, uh, just a random film. Uh-huh. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> we'll see. Do they have a release date? It just says year twenty twenty two. Two years. Okay. Two and a half years. Sorry. Before we get on, Continue. before we get on to the tasty, I got some uh, some details about the Amazing Spider-Man three and four that was supposed to happen. So they oh. had them projected before the Amazing Spider-Man two was released. They announced the release dates for the Amazing Spider-Man three and four. Wow, which is a weird move, but you know Marvel and Sony do that because they believe that it's going to be big and it's going to make money and it did make money. Right. But, uh, it was not well received. So they, they canned it because it was not as well received. And because Andrew Garfield missed a important meeting that he was supposed to be going to. What? Yeah. So (laughs) there's like a lot of like speculation on why it was canned. The amazing Spider-Man three was supposed to resurrect Gwen Stacy and her father so it's just a bunch of what? crazy crazy stuff going on so um so they canned it because how is this guy gonna sleep like everyone knows who he is yeah i don't know but like there's it, it was going in such a weird direction i i don't know what to think about it there there is clones involved in spider-man oh my gosh but that gets complicated really quick in in the cartoons and comics so I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, and the Sinister Six, they were supposed to be planning Sinister Six on top of it, on top of a spin-off Venom movie that eventually got reiterated into the Venom we have now. Uh-huh. But there was a lot going on on something that did not have the foundation to sustain this big franchise. Yeah. And did you guys notice when you're introduced to Electro Times Square... No, is it Times Square? Big flashing lights. Yeah. There's a Disney sign multiple times throughout this scene. 
And I'm wondering if they were trying to get Andrew Garfield into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like sell like sell Spider-Man or lease it back to Marvel. and Or, then... get, or get him in or, or do a contract like they did with Tom Holland. Like hmm. there's a weird... Um, why would you have Disney in a Sony film if right. you weren't talking or collaborating or in the talks with Disney? I mean, it, it's everything they put in a movie is purposeful. So, yeah. I mean, it, all we can do is speculate say, what they were doing yeah. with Disney. My question, like similarly to what we just talked about, is at what point were they deciding to give Spider-Man back to Marvel? Was it after this movie, during this movie? I don't know. There's leaked emails about. Hmm. We can go on into this crazy conspiracy <laughs> Spider-Man theory, but I don't think we have the time on this podcast. But there's yeah. emails saying what they were doing huh. uh, with the franchise and, and where the direction was going and, and why hmm. they switched to a new younger actor. So we can look those up later on our own time. Okay. Um, But yeah, if you guys are ready for the tasty then we will get into the good about this movie all right all right john's one sentence here we go just kidding (laughs) here it comes you ready here's my tasty all right when it was over because we'd never have to watch these movies again (laughs) where's the ice pack oh uh i love tom hall okay i this movie this movie (laughs) For me, solidifies this is my favorite Spider-Man. Well, there's a reason why. His interact so his interactions with Jorge, his interactions with Max, he's making individual citizens feel secure and bigger than he's the just friendly being human. He's the he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you kind of get that with the lady in the churro, but it's not personal <laughs> enough for me. In in, yeah. in homecoming, you, you get Jorge. This is the wind turbine. You built this? No way! Like he's talking to this kid, yeah. and this kid stands up to the rhino because, oh, he does something irresponsible. But he's he's <laughs> because Spider Man told him to. Max, uh, he, he goes, oh, blueprints, like, uh, and he's just like, these look really important, Max. Like, and he goes, lick that, and he, he combs his hair over with his hand, and he's just like. <laughs> He goes, he goes, you're my eyes and ears out here. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, yep. I love uh, all this interaction with these citizens. So do I. Go ahead. Uh, John, you got something? I mean, it's, yeah, it's cool. But, I mean, it's, like, I've said it last, it's different telling of Spider-Man. Different, so. yeah. And then another scene you get where the car's about to fall on the police officer and he catches it and he goes, at least you're not a police officer that rides a horse. Do you know what a Tom Holland would have did? Oh, you remember that one scene from Back to the Future 3? Like, no, Tom, <laughs> we don't need that, Tom. No, just, just say, at least you're not a police officer with a horse. And then Tom McGuire would have been like, oh, uh, shouldn't have walked your horse today. We, like, no, we, <laughs> Jesse, we, we can't attribute what these actors would say because it's all about what the writers would have them say. Yeah, no, don't, but don't. I'm not gonna joke about like his <laughs> his 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 movie reference thing. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But he it's a co- he's a coming of age Spider Man, so that's that's what makes him unique. But he's he's still a Spider Boy. Give me Spider Man. You give me Spider Man. But that's that's not what we're, that's not what we're 
getting into right now. We're, we're talking about this movie, not... Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you had your chance when we reviewed those movies. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you, though. This was the most interesting... I think this was the best way that they showed Spider-Man being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. So, someone it- helping... Like smaller acts of either kindness or smaller acts of crime. Yeah, yeah. Interactions with villains besides the goblin, you have you have him like clowning on Rhino, and some of these jokes don't hit everyone, but they they do for me. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm I'm amazing. I'm an amazing Spider Man. Yeah, but you have the maturity of like of a twelve year old. When it comes to Spider Man, I do, but. That's because when it comes to everything, not everything, not everything, not everything. everything. Ex Machina, you got you got movies like that that just boggle your mind, question humanity. When it comes to jokes, <laughs> you have the maturity of a twelve-year-old. And and is that a bad thing? Yes. <laughs> is that a bad thing? Yes. <laughs> I don't. Think I don't so, think Jesse. so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. You just have. You still. You still laugh. You'll laugh at the same YouTube video over and over and over again. That's not a bad thing. I I have a select few YouTube videos that no matter what I'm feeling, I can go to and just just laugh. Have a deep belly laugh that some people don't have these days and it really helps. Yeah, John. Don't be jealous. I... Sorry, I, I like to enjoy more than the same YouTube well, video. Well, then every don't day. mock Jesse for liking the same ones. I I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. Such a stupid thing to say, but whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk the, about this movie, not Jesse. <laughs> the interactions with the villains—you have him like, "Oh, don't call me late for dinner. Uh, I'll be back." Like he's talking to yep. Rhino, and I love the interactions with the villains. You have him talking to oh uh, uh, a god named Sparkles, like just. Just this, like, teasing and trying to intimidate some of these villains that are just outclassing him, outpowering him. Yeah. And he, just like every Spider-Man in these movies, they put Spider-Man into interesting situations. With the first movie, Sam Raimi, you got the Green Goblin. He's holding Mary Jane and a cart full of children. You got the son that's destroying the city and Doc and, and Spider-Man 2 with Dr. Octopus. Like, they yep. make it interesting. And by far, I think Tom Holland got the best situations for Spider-Man. You got the drones just all over the place, and he's just just trying to smack drones around. He, he's them smacking all. drones around. He's getting smacked. Like everything, the action is better in the newer movies. But I think yeah. it it progresses as technology gets better. Yep. The with the exception CGI. of Spider-Man Two. Yeah, with the expe- uh, exception of Spider-Man Two, which is still really good today. Mm-hmm. I mean, my uh, I think my favorite ahead, banter from from these two movies was when uh he caught caught that guy in the middle of a parking lot trying to jack a car from the first one from the first one that's still small my knives one. yeah small knives yeah or the red and blue it's my suit biggest weakness think... oh no yeah yeah I enjoyed that one a lot the costume I thought was. Was pretty comic accurate. I agree. Uh, they, well, not they had, that as accurate, but I liked it. But I, yeah, I liked it as well. Um, the lenses on on Spider Man are CGI. They reflect the surroundings, so they give it like a really unique, not not quite Deadpool, not quite mm-hmm. new Tom Holland Spider Man, but it has a unique character trait that 
you can't get with just a traditional costume mm-hmm. without without adding too much to the costume to make it look weird. Yeah, not too much CGI sense. to it. Yeah, which uh, I enjoy the the physical film costume the film like relationship. Mm-hmm. The the new suits they look great, but they're just just weird looking. Yeah, I think but, there's too much CGI in the new. Yeah, new ones. It, and if you take a look at Tom Holland's actual costume, it's really good, and they could use it. Yeah, the practical. And I don't know one. why they don't. Yeah, the practical suit is awesome. I'm guessing they basically start using CGI as soon as he gets off the ground. That's yeah. why. Yeah. They don't do um, any blue or green screening with yeah, the practical yeah. suit. Um, I I enjoyed. Rhino, I enjoyed Max, but they're they're the cartoon character villains. They're not they're not the Joker. They're not something that that's just psychologically damaging to the the character. They're just someone he needs to beat up and then go yeah. to the next next week. So, are they the best villains in the world? No, you got Thanos for that. You got you got Killmonger for that. You got other villains, but um, and, and the best villain I think. Spider-Man villain we have so far is the Vulture, so I can give that point to Tom Holland's series for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but just when I think about how much I enjoy every Spider-Man movie, this one and Far From Home, Spider-Verse are my favorite, most enjoyable Spider-Man movies. Just, just a good time. Yeah. Just they're just. It's fun for the whole family. The whole family. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, th- there's not a lot else I can say about it, but, you know, it taps into my, my nostalgia. It taps into my 12-year-old self. and But that's when I was, that was when I was introduced to Spider-Man. 2002, mm-hmm. I was 10 years old. So I go back to uh, a more simpler time when I watch these movies. And and I think uh, John and I and anyone that listens to this can tell that you love Spider Man how much you get into it. So yeah, I don't think anyone can deny that. And <laughs> it, it, it's not fair uh, to most movies. Um, but I I I know when there's a lot of stuff crammed into a movie. Yeah. And when certain plots can be cut out. But like John said before, the, in the first one at least, this this series had a lot of potential, and it did have a lot of potential. Uh-huh. And if maybe it was the director, maybe it was the studios that got involved, but there's a shiny spark of hope in these movies that didn't get to be fulfilled now that, but now we have other Spider-Mans that we can enjoy. Uh, but to me, Andrew Garfield's going to be, and, and until they make a better Spider-Man, he's going to be my Spider-Man. <laughs> Give me a fourth Spider-Man series. Oh, boy. Uh, and then I, I I will say Andrew Garfield's not my favorite. But until we get that, uh, I'll enjoy Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. But and maybe it's because I was supposed to be named Andrew when I was younger. So maybe it's just this, <laughs> a, a, a soul connection between this character. You wish. <laughs> but yeah. Deep inside. Um, <laughs> uh, that's it for me for the tasty. Just an overall good time. Yep, I I think you pretty much carried it all the way to the end there. I don't have too much to add. 
overall a good time. No batteries required. Just uh, <laughs> that's my sell. So that's it. Because <laughs> you got kidding. magnets. <laughs> uh, anything, John? No. Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> any questions, Albert? You got any questions about uh, anything? About no. The movie? Uh, yeah. I was, uh, kind of just in the beginning asking uh, what's your preferred one, what you would watch. Mm-hmm. So, I th- yeah, I think we got it covered. Yeah. I mean, so, I, yeah. I, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I liked... I still don't know how to feel about the ending, but I think having a sequel to this movie, if they've learned anything, I think would be a good sequel. Hopefully. So, the cool thing is, did I mention that they're making this uh, fan-made Spider-Man 4 based off of Sam Raimi's script's uh, concept art? So I'm excited no, to see not. that. When, when okay, so, where? So the details about the Amazing Spider or the Spider-Man for Sam Raimi are kind of fuzzy, but let me look it up really quick. They are doing a fan-made, um, and it involves the Vulture, Black Cat. Where is this at? IMDb Spider-Man Four fan-made says 2020. Expected release date December first, 2020. Hmm. The synopsis is Spider-Man returns to f- to face his greatest challenge yet as he faces off against the Vulture. Hmm. Director is Eric Franklin. Writers are Steve Ditko. Um, yeah, there's like uh, stars in here and yeah. the suit looks really legitimate. I've heard of Ditko before. Yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the comic book creators with uh, Stan Lee, but mm-hmm. I thought he died several years ago so i'm not sure how he's involved in this or maybe he's just executive producer credit or something maybe based off it says comic book so it's just based off of comic books uh but if the amazing spider-man 4 can get a fan film released then i would i don't know if how i feel about mark webb being attached to them but uh i know you can definitely do something with these characters this relationship but it's it's i don't know how i feel about the main spider-man or the spider-man 4 you don't got toby Maguire coming back as much as i bag on toby <laughs> how are you supposed to do his character without the actor you, it's really hard i mean there there's lots of good impersonators and there's lots of people that want to play spider-man so yeah it's uh i don't know this guy but i'll have to look him up they got Mary Jane here. They got Peter Parker, but uh-huh. um, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, if it ever gets released in some kind of indie film format, I'd be happy to watch it too. I'll I'll buy it for us and we'll we'll do it. Yeah. December first. December first. Save the save the Christmas time for Spider Man. Save the date. All right. No more questions. If we don't. Jugs and plugs. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher. Comment below what's your favorite Spider-Man movie. What's your least favorite Spider-Man movie? All right, you guys. Join us next time for... What are we watching, Albert? Nacho Libre! <laughs> Nacho. Uh, is this your guilty pleasure? You watch this, it. I love this movie. Okay, okay. How many times would you say you've seen Nacho? I I've seen it about 
like six times, which for me is a lot for any movie. And most definitely, I don't recall you watching anything over like three times. So, yep, like maybe Harry Potter, but that's it. <laughs> Can't wait to see what everyone thinks. Oh yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>